We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, continuing our talk about the challenge before challenge season 35, Total Madness. If you want to play in the Total Madness fantasy game, hit the description of this podcast or video, you can go play it. For free. All the rules are up there. We've already done a cast preview show and fantasy preview that is also in the description of the video and podcast if you want to go back and check that out. Got some money to give away for you as well. Smash the like button to this video and leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and create a category. We're going to be talking top threes today in terms of some of the all-time best moments of the challenge, whether it be top rookie, whether it be the most intimidating, your favorite daily mission of all time. Let's do that one. What is your favorite daily mission of all time across all seasons? And boom, you're in a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars. If you want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handled something you enjoy about the Pat Mayo Experience, and boom, you'll be in that draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Winners announced every Monday on the Pat Mayo Experience. Joining me to talk about his top threes of all time, host of the Challenge Chronicles podcast. Everyone go subscribe to that as well. It's Rob McIntyre. What's going on, my man? We're doing okay. I'm not in a hazmat suit yet, so um, things are moving okay over here. Well, I mean, your podcast is perfectly designed for anyone who is just staying out of the public, staying at home. You have done basically a rewatch. What season did you guys start with with the challenge? Like Battle of the Sexes? We started with Battle of the Seasons 1, and then I worked our way up from there. We figured the first four seasons that we could kind of just leave behind. Okay, so Battle of the Seasons, uh, the Challenge Chronicles starts at. Now we're halfway through the duel. So you got like seven seasons. So you can watch the seasons. Then you can listen to the companion pieces of the reviews. And, you know, by the time that's over, you can go back outside. Yeah, great time for podcasts now. 
Yeah, I mean, there's going to be an overwhelming amount of podcasts coming up, I think. So let's jump right into this. I, I don't want to talk anything more about this season. We've already gone through that. Like I mentioned, if you want to join the league, it's free. Why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you play a fantasy game related to the challenge? Lots of fun. Let's start out with category number one right now. We're going to try to talk through these. So I know you have a top three, but I want to come up with the top three for both of us here. Best confessional giver in the history of the challenge. Okay. The, t- the top three. So who are your top three? So I had Paula at number one, Evan at number two, and Wes at number three. It's a tough list to argue. So I'm going to throw out some other names here and to see if they can kind of okay. crack in. Devon has been pretty good when she's on. She has been pretty outstanding. I went with more of a – like quality is, of course, very important, but I also think quantity is also important where I'm looking more at a full breadth of things. And just because she's only been on two seasons, I think that limits how much she can get up there. Okay, so the other two I want to throw into the mix here. One, The Miz. Two, Coral. I'd go with the I'd go with Coral over The Miz. I, I, I was The Miz. I was never as huge on his uh, confessional delivery. He, he had some pretty funny ones, but I, I would put Coral over The Miz. I, 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 so I guess we're both kind of conceding that Paula is the undisputed champion of best confessionals. Yeah, I would have her at number one. A lot of people have Kenny up there. I actually never found Kenny's that funny. I mean, he's, his obviously were fine. He'd be like in the top ten somewhere, but I wouldn't put him towards the top three. No, I, I think that if you're going to make a distinction, like you're going to throw player people into a bucket of best confessionals ever, I think that you throw Evan, Kenny, and Bananas all in the same one, and who is the best yeah, of those like the three? Same person. Yeah, who is the best of those three? Put them on the list. And I agree with you. It, it was Evan. Evan just seems slightly more intelligent in his confessional delivery. And, like, Kenny and Johnny can kind of get redundant with their confessionals, I feel like. Like, they just kind of hit the same themes over and over again. So I, I went with Evan over those two. Is there anyone, do you think, that we're missing? Because a lot of, like, the best people, like, even, like, Bananas has gotten better at it over time because they force him into it. Like, Kara is terrible at confessionals. Like, Camila was bad was at confessionals. Terrible. Jordan is really good at confessionals. So is Tori. Oh, see, I don't like Jordan's confessionals. I love Tori's. I don't like Jordan's. Jordan has such a strange cadence on his uh, confessional delivery. Well, I think that's what I like about it. I think it makes it somewhat unique, and most of it is just talking about how great he is. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know how huge on it. He does just, he just have a super distinct cadence when he's delivering confessional. Like, it's almost like he has, like, a distinct, like, you know how when you read a person's article, sometimes you can just tell who it is by how they're, like, writing it or a person's text message? Jordan really has that with his confessionals. And for me, I'm, I'm not as huge on it. Um, I sort of like the uniqueness, but I don't like his overall confessional delivery. Tori is really good, though. Are, are we going to give, like, if we separate CT into early-stage CT and late-stage <laughs> CT? Like, he's gotten a lot. Like, he's now really good at confessionals, whereas before he would just talk, like, in monosyllabic words. Like, that would be it. <laughs> Either okay. I don't think he's towards this range. Georgia from these past two seasons is also really good. Who's that? Georgia from the past two seasons. Oh, yeah. Georgia's been all right. Georgia kind of annoys me, though. Like, she's just always crying. Like, bears are really good. Bears are just really good because there's such a contrast to what he is on, like, TV. Because he's so honest in his confessionals. And then on TV, he's, like, just sleazy and being super duplicitous. So, for him, I like his just because it gives an actual insight into what he's thinking. All right. Before we kind of hammer down on the actual top three here, um, one more name I'll throw out. Abram. Hmm. Abram's another one where his are just 
there's some there's some where their confessionals are so like different from what the character's doing on screen. For me, Abram was just the opposite of that, where his confessionals are just usually super crazy, just like what he's doing on TV. Yeah, I, I feel like if we lived in an era when Mark Long could have been on the newer seasons when they had more confessionals, that he would have been amazing at it. Yeah, because the early season confessionals were definitely shocked differently. Like prior to Fresh Meet the Duel, they weren't usually as. But oh, Timmy is actually another one from the early seasons that is really good at confessionals. Did Timmy, um, but the did, earlier seasons confessionals. I was gonna say the, the legacy of Timmy has been like swept under the rug. Like people just. What was his last season? Inferno two. Inferno three is his last season. That, that's when he retired. Did he win that season? No, they, he didn't win that season, did he? No, he he got eliminated by Abram in that wonky um, mirror smashing elimination. A lot of people just kind of forget about the Inferno Three. It's kind of like the forgotten season. Well, it's just so hard to find on out of all of like the stuff. If you go to find like past challenges, like a lot of people use a VPN. I mean, I don't have to because I'm in Canada. But if you go to MTV.ca <laughs> with a VPN, you can just watch. I think like the last thirteen seasons or so they're all up there like daily motion has a bunch that you can just go watch but for whatever reason inferno 3 is the one that's just incredibly difficult to track down it's super difficult to track down it's also weird because it's right after the duel which is pretty universally considered one of the best seasons um it's got it's got truncated episodes and because it's still the 30 minute episodes it's also there's a format kind of odd where it's still an elimination every other episode so there's not much cast filtering going on so there's a lot of weird things about the Inferno 3, which I think attributes to um, its indiscrepantness. Well, the Inferno series, maybe that's a category we can add. Best, like, series of events. Like, which one is actually the best? Oh, we could do that. One, one of the best things I liked about the Inferno is there's only 20 people on each season. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have preferred a bigger season and just get rid of the cast quicker. Like, just make it so that the eliminations are every episode instead of every other episode. Yeah, but I, I liked the the format. I mean, it was back when it was only a half hour, but you would do your daily mission, and then you would do your life shield, then there would be an elimination. Like, you knew when stuff was coming up. So, hey, you say every other episode someone's eliminated. But if you get a good cast of 20 people, then you're with these people the entire time. It's not like, oh, I can't believe that person went home day one. At least you get, like, two episodes for the very first person out. Yeah, that's true. I think there's there's ways you can work around that specific issue, though. I, I think I think especially if like they switch to that now, if they were going back to a team format now, I think doing that one where you have to do two missions for every one elimination, I don't think that would play that well with this audience. No, well, I would I would enjoy a throwback to a season like that instead of just having like a brand new set of rules every single time. I see. I think Cutthroat to the teams. There, well, actually, there's two team seasons. Either Cutthroat or the Battle of the Seasons 2012 format are the two. Uh, like formats i'd like to see them go back to for team seasons yeah i think that i think cutthroat is the optimal format if you're going to do a team season make it a three make it make there be an incentive for you not to basically just tank the entire time and it seemed like cutthroat exactly like that. that that's the huge thing because the inferno and the gauntlet season so many of them just boil down to the like leaders of the team just trying to throw missions constantly and like i mean for an episode or two all right that's fine but we don't want to see an entire season of just teams trying to tank each other that's not fun to watch and Cutthroat, I think, does one of the better jobs of setting up incentives for the teams to actually perform and the, and the missions. Um, I think Season 2012 is right up there, though, for a format I'd like to see them go back to. Well, there's also, is Season 2012 the one that the San Diego one, Or is that the set? Yeah, that's the one San Diego wins. That's a bad season. That's a bad cast is the problem. Yeah, the format's not the problem there. It's just a weird cast. It's not even a weird cast. It's like a straight-up bad cast. I, I don't... 
I don't mind the cast as much as other people do. I think for the most part, it's fine. Like I, I actually like seasons 2012. I wouldn't say it. I'd say it's like a 11th or 12th best season. I have to go back to my rankings to see where it fell. Uh, but I think it's fun. It's definitely for us format wise. I think there's so many different ways you could play with a four person team format. You could do like a battle of the shows where we'll like have, okay, here's team real world. Here's team road rules. Here's team UK. Um, here's team big brother. Here's team survivor and have them all compete against each other. You could do it where it's kind of like a modified X's arrival season where each team of four has the like, one person on the team has a rival leader as an X with uh, two other people on the team and then mix up teams that way. You could even honestly just do it like randomly where like, you know, you just pick out a colored pebble or something. And then if you get the green pebble, you're on the green team. I think there's so many different ways to play that season. I think would be really fun. All right, let's move on to the next category. Best rookie performance of all time. So, I feel like we're both going to have Turbo at number one. Yeah. See, the thing with rookie performance for me is so many, there's so many seasons where it's like over half the cast is rookie. So, it's not even that impressive to me. Sure, but I mean, in the season when Turbo came on, it was like half the cast was rookies. Like, I, yeah, pro- yeah. I, pro- I probably wouldn't say like a fresh meat season would qualify, but I guess then you have to throw out World War of the Worlds as well. Just Turbo, as a rookie coming on, had the most dominant performance. Other than that, I was going to say, I guess the, this one is from Fresh Meat as well, but Nor was really good on his season of Fresh Meat, and Brittany from The Duel 2 was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think like if we're counting Fresh Meat's Laurel has to be up there. West from Fresh Meat 1 also has to be up there. Um, I think Frank, honestly, from Battle of the Seasons 2012, like we were just talking about, really needs to be mentioned. Was was that his first season? That was his first season, yeah. That was his entire team's first season, and they all won. And, like, I mean, that one actually wasn't – I mean, there was a lot of rookies on that cast, but it was not a fresh meat season. So he had to work his way from the bottom and uh, work his way to, like, be the godfather and be on top and then dominate the mission. So I, I think Frank – you he's, to me, honestly, he's closer to Turbo than he is closer to anybody who's number three. Well, you could throw Zach into that mix, too, because he's on the same team. It was just as good. I don't know if he was just – but from a politicking perspective, Zach got in the way a lot. Like, Frank was actually on top of the politics. Zach more got them into trouble, it seemed. Suppose so, but his actual performance – I mean, it didn't matter. They they ended up winning the season, but it's not like people – people were still just – I mean, we're going to do a – category called most intimidating and at that point people were like legit terrified of zach because he was like twice the size as he is now yeah i mean he was he was best of uh, obviously as tall as he was back then but he was much much bigger and um, i actually think he's a much better competitor now but just in terms of pure intimidation factor he was a he was pretty big back then he is someone who's also gotten way better his his battle of the war of the world's two confessionals were very good yeah, yeah, that's true. He, he came off much more likable in War of the Worlds, too. I think he, he and Jenna have the right game plan where they're not going to appear on seasons together. Yeah, well, it, when they're on the same seasons together, their entire storyline is just about the two of them they're fighting the entire time. Like, that's not good for either of their brands. It's not good for their brand. I can't imagine it's great for their relationship, too, to have every single Twitter user of all time commenting on it. I suppose that's true. Any other rookies that, like, we're kind of missing, maybe from, like, the middle seasons? Like, it's not going to be bananas, um, I'll I guess tell you like that much. Evan, no, I'm definitely not trying. I guess Evan from, oh, actually, you know what? Svetlana from The Duel is someone we should probably bring up. That's true. Because she, she was really good that season. She won three eliminations. Um, 
I mean, she was it was against a pretty stacked cast. She had all the pol- political numbers against her. So I, I think she's definitely getting mentioned here. Um, Evan also from Fresh Meat One, we might want to bring up. Yeah, but he ended up having to go home with a what hernia problem. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was really dominant when he was on the. Um, Aviv, I guess, also from Fresh Meat One. She was on who won that season, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised I never brought her back. I thought she was a decent character and obviously a very good competitor too. I, I think what I've heard about Aviv is just she didn't really get into the production side of things all that well. Like she was just really boring. I can so see like, that. They were like, eh, you, know, you, you can be the best at it. It's, it's sort of like the Ninja problem where Ninja clearly deserves to be athletically on the show, but she brings nothing to the table outside of that. I've never minded Ninja. I think one season I really want them to do now, I think would be a really good fit with um, the cast they have currently is like just another split sex rival season and have her and Zach be partners. I think that actually be a pretty entertaining team. Do you, you would prefer like the guy girl teams for rivals over the guy girl? Oh, yeah, girl. 100%. Like, I, I like the guy guy girl girl setup for some of these seasons, but I don't like when you have to make them face each other. Like, that makes no sense to me. No, definitely don't, definitely don't have them face each other. Every single season they've done that, it's been a massive issue. So I would say, see, this is where I don't think the four person teams could come in. Just have, set up four person teams of rivals. So then you would have like, I don't know what would be a good example here. This is going back a little bit, but imagine like a team of like Wes, Kenny, uh, Johanna, and Kellyanne. Like how much drama that team would be. I mean, any time that you can get Kellyanne back on the show, I'm 100% in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, but even like now, you could you could do a team of like Polly, Kyle, Kara, and like throw in a fourth person who's slept with Kyle. Yeah, so that could be the entire cast. Like so you put Kyle and Bear on a team, you can pair them up with literally anybody. <laughs> Just have a rotating crew every two every two missions. They switch it up. Yeah, it would be a team of four, but the the the, uh, the female side of the team would actually be like a list of twenty people, and they just rotate in and out, <laughs> sort of like uh, exactly. Demolition in the late nineteen eighties, where they had three people on their tag team, and they would just designate two to fight that night. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like a Wu Tang Clan type thing, where you just have different people popping up every song. That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about Derek Kaczynski, Battle of the Sexes 2? feel like he had a nice run there. His better run was the next season when he was on, was it Inferno 2, Gauntlet 2? Now I can't even remember. Yeah, Inferno 2 is uh, the one right after that. Gauntlet 2 is really his like main, main season. Uh, Brad is also really good on Sexes 2. Derek is more of a character season on Sexes 2 than a competitive one. He's good competitively, but he's an amazing character for the first few episodes. All right, next category. Most intimidating performer of all time. So I'm going to say it has to be CT. After that, I'd probably say Laurel. Maybe Corey. That's like, yeah, that's what I had, too. I had, I had CT1, Laurel 2, Turbo 3. I, I don't think Turbo. I mean, people just want to copy his walk, and then he freaks out. Like, that's not, that's not something. Like, Abram, I would say, is probably more intimidating just because he's a Abram Abram should be up there. I mean, if you ask Tom, Abram probably is, like, number one by a thousand degrees. Uh, if we did a uh, – maybe we should do this, like, worst reoccurring cast member of all time. That Tom guy has to be close to the top of the list because he was brutal. Yeah, he was fine. That was, that was just a bad era for the challenge. Compare, like, the, the people we've had on and that are, like, the regulars now versus the regulars between Bloodlines and um, Invasion of the Champions. Yeah, it's not great. Well, all the U.K. people are just so awesome, and all these people are just fucking duds. Even the UK people, even like the other people that bring in, I think are way better than the people they were bringing in back then. Well, well, they were kind of scumming the bottom of these real world seasons that no one was watching. 
or are you the one? And now they've basically dipped into the best of the UK reality shows and then started grabbing the most entertaining people from American other reality shows. So there's no real comparison there. Like they're taking the cream of the crop rather than randos they've been given. Yeah, it's just crazy to me because a lot of the fans were like angry they were doing this. I'm like, do, do we really need like someone from Are You the One Two's cousin that's on the show? Like, I, I don't see the need for that. No, and uh, that's why I mean, there's very few Are You the One people left. I guess we have one guy this year. Tori is left. Cam is left, and, um, and Nelson is Hunter left? and Nelson are yeah, Hunter and Nelson are still hanging around. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, not a good. I mean, maybe they'll bring like Brittany back on. I don't. I, I think she's really angling to get back on, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, maybe they'll give her like a one season. Maybe she'll be like an alternate one season, and then they'll bring her on when somebody drops. What do you end up getting paid for being an alternate? Is it like just? You know, I don't know. I'd be interested to know that. I don't. Even, yeah, no, I would too. There's a lot of. It's funny. A lot of people do those interviews with cast members. I'd actually be really interested. They probably wouldn't do it because I brag on them all the time. But an, an interview with like a part of the production team, obviously, wouldn't have to like reveal their name or anything. But I think interviews with the production team or like the bodyguards or the engineering teams who make the missions would actually be really cool. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, especially the engineering team. I think that would that seems like such a fascinating job. Like I went to engineering oh, yeah. school to be an engineer, and what do I do now? I design challenges on the challenge. Like, and it, it's. You would need to be pretty high-end to do it because of the safety involved. Yeah, and then also, you'd imagine it's a relatively big team that's taking on these things. Some of these missions are so grandiose. And, like, how much time does it take to make these things? Where do they find them? Like, especially, like, in recent seasons. Like, in War of the Worlds 1, remember that um, uh, crazy mission? Like, this thing was called, like, Search and Destroy, where they had to, like, run through, like, the desert and then the mud and then grab the ball and then run back through all those, like, I don't even know what they were, but those big blocks. Like, where, like, did they have to get those? Did they move them there? How, how did that all work out? Yeah. So, oh, I have another one to throw into Best Rookie that I completely forgot about. Cook. Yeah, Rivals 2 is a really good rookie season. You've got Cook, Jordan, and Marlon all are rookies that season. Hmm. True. So, most intimidating, CT is clear, clearly number one. Laurel, clearly number two. I even think Laurel's close to CT, honestly. Laurel can be pretty freaking terrifying. Yeah, I think like they're the very clear one and two, and then yeah, they're the very clear one and two. Then you can make your case for number three. So you you're going turbo. I might say it's coral. People were, were legit terrified of coral. Coral's pretty terrifying too. I, I just think tur- turbo. So much of it is just the mystery behind him, and you don't quite know what will set him off and what won't. With with turbo, he's just like there's just so many unknowns. You don't know what, when you press a button what's going to happen. Sure, I'll tell you who's not the most terrifying. Josh. No, Josh is not the most intimidating, unfortunately, for him. I mean, unless you're really terrified of water and where he cries so much, you think you might drown <laughs> if you're around him. Yeah, maybe so. Okay. Man, that guy. I don't. I actually, I don't mind him. I just feel like he just didn't know what he was doing at all last season. I like Josh. I really came around to Josh last season. I think he's a fun guy to watch on the show, but like, he's just he's out of control. Best eliminations. <laughs> So when I there told you go. when I told you best eliminations, did you take it as what was like the one v one or two v two best eliminations or the best actual game for an elimination? Um, I thought about both. I written down I have the best actual like individual elimination in terms of what event of two people I enjoy the most or two or four people in some cases. Uh, but it's funny we actually had this debate last year on your show, I think, and uh, you you were angry at me for considering anything besides that. 
All right, so let's do both then. Give, give me your favorite, like, personal best eliminations. Okay. So in ter- personal in terms of, like, if we're walking into the elimination ring, which game do I want to see down there? Like, okay, so the, the one for me is, like, I would say I think my favorite one after watching it of all time is the CT Adam versus Bananas and Tyler oh, okay. to go to the finals of Rivals 1. That, that one's definitely in the mix to just – my issue with that one, this is one where I got we get I get two inside baseball. It's just that I'm so convinced Adam threw that elim, that elimination that it just loses a little bit of the luster for me because like you can see him diving into the ground and there's so much off screen stuff that's led to me thinking he's yeah, well, he okay, the off screen the off screen stuff doesn't matter. You're watching it on TV. Whatever the TV product that is presented to you is how you need to judge this. I mean, look, I get it for other people. For me, it's just, I think it's super entertaining. I'd probably have it number four, but it didn't make my top three. All right, so what's your top three? So I have Wes versus Derek in the duel at number one um, with the pole wrestle. Then I actually have two, both from two recent seasons. I have Ninja versus Laurel last season, and then I have Hunter and Georgia versus Smashley and Chase from World of Wolves 1. What was the last one? The Hunter and Georgia versus Smash Name Chase from War of the Worlds 1. You think that those eliminations were top three eliminations of all time? With those ones, it's a lot more about the theatrics around the elimination than necessarily the elimination itself. But when it, when it comes to elimination, I'm looking at everything surrounding it. I'm looking at basically from the moment the cast starts walking onto the elimination floor until the conclusion of the entire event. So when you bring in everything that's going on around those eliminations, I think they're top three. Okay, so I, I took this more of what's the actual, like, best matchup that was entertaining uh, okay. to watch, not, like, some janky, terrible elimination that had, like, drama around it. Like, there was one on... Those are not janky eliminations. I can't remember if it was Rivals 1 or Rivals 2, but it was Trey and Zach against, I want to say, Leroy and whoever the hell his partner was. And they had, like... Oh, that was uh, Rivals 2. Yeah, it was just a pure smash elimination. That was a good one. Well, that's the one where Zach Two throws his helmet into the crowd afterwards and gets DQ'd. Yeah, it was a lot like that one where Timmy got DQ'd uh, on his last one on Inferno Three when him versus Abram they just had to smash yeah, right. all the glass from the box. That was a really good one. It's funny. You, so you, you, with that one, are you going more for the elimination itself, or like you, is that something you'd want to see them do again, or is it more what actually happened in that one? I think that both of those that I think they're really good eliminations that I would love to see again. And I think that both of those eliminations independently were really good as well. Yeah, no, I think um, from Rivals 2, I actually think the best one is Marlon and Jordan versus Leroy and Ty in like the uh, the team hall brawl. Yeah, so it was sort of like a blocking drill in football. Yeah, that one's, that one's just really close. And the way they shoot it's a little wonky, which is the main issue with it. But everything else about the elimination, that elimination is awesome. I, yeah, that is a, it's a better one. Like, I'm actually kind of out on Hall Brawl because I find it completely unfair most of the time. Like, the Tori versus Jenny one was really good because uh, their, Jenny was bigger, but Tori was obviously a bit more aggressive with it. But it's not like their size discrepancy was so out of whack that it was unfair. Like, Big Easy versus Wes was unfair. Yeah, that's, I, I'm with you for the most part. I think the team one adds an interesting dynamic where I'm okay with that. But the individual ones, I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, anything that where just being big is like the trump card with the entire thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on. I, I think it's kind of stupid. Like even like the well, – this is one people that we definitely need to at least bring up. The CT um, with 
Johnny versus Tyler. I've never found that one as enjoyable to watch as other people because, like, of course, CT dummies Johnny. He's like twice his size. Yeah, and Ty and the into uh, maybe this was like a built-in narrative to that season on Cutthroat, but they kept just bananas just kept talking about how fat Tyler was getting the entire time, like all he was doing was eating. <laughs> yeah, but then true. it just then it just played to his advantage because CT like couldn't. He was basically like the same weight as CT by the time they did it, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, you're not going to pick me up. Like the only two of those weight eliminations I think are actually that good are the uh, Frank versus MJ from Gauntlet Three. And Caro versus Naya from Free Agents. Both those just because the smaller competitor is actually able to like compete by their own ingenuity. Because of like they're in the stands, they can you know dig and make their own way. Uh, but outside of those ones, I'm not a huge fan of any of the weight based eliminations. I thought the problem with the like endurance ones and like especially the Kara and Naya ones, I just find the endurance ones so boring. Nothing happens in them. Like it's just two people sitting there until someone gives up. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. I think that one in particular is good just because there's there's a lot going on with that elimination. And I think that's actually really Kara's, like, emergence moment where she was decent on Rivals 2. But from that point on, she becomes pretty much the face of the show from the female side. So I think that's a pretty important elimination. But outside of that one, none of those other weight-based eliminations, um, again, outside of Frank and MJ, are really that entertaining to watch. So two other ones I'll throw out, not necessarily as the 1v1 matchup, but ones to bring back and do again. Uh, the one with Abram's brother, I want to say it was, versus Tom's brother. Oh, where they smash the furniture? Yeah, smash the furniture and push it all through the thing. I thought that was a pretty cool one. That's one where Abram got himself so fired up watching, he made his nose bleed. <laughs> exactly. That was the elimination itself is pretty crazy. It's a great episode, too. Um, but yeah, that, that elimination definitely bringing back something adjacent to that would be cool. And there was one more. Oh, yeah. All of the fresh meats, the exiles. Like, I, I really like. Oh, I'm not a huge one. See, I really like the exiles. And I like that last season they brought back like a mini exile between Ashley and Nani to see who ended up going to the finals. Like, I, I like an elimination that tests a little bit more than like one specific thing. Like in that one, you need to solve a puzzle. You need to have endurance. It was a bit longer. Uh, I don't mind those. I definitely prefer the eliminations where there's multiple things going on and um, you have to use different skills to get what you have to do. I've just never been huge on the exile. So for me, it's there's like, I think using those in more of a mission setting is what I'd prefer. Potentially. So Um, I do like the idea of people not being able to see the eliminations and then there's an advantage to you winning them because you know what it is. I think doing a one-off on that's fine. Like on first meet one, but after that, like, I kind of like having the crowd there. Okay. Best daily missions. Then this is a tough one. Like trivia wins every single time. I feel like everyone loves a good trivia episode, but the best trivia episode was the one where they made the entire house vote on the categories. And then the people had to pick what the people voted for. I thought that one was awesome. That, yeah, you're looking at the one on like rivals three, right? Where the female partners were in the graves and the guys had to get the questions right and dig them up. No, no, I'm talking about the one where it was, it was set up like a game show, and it, like both sets of partners ended up going. It was less. It was like trivia about the people in the house. It was like they all the cast voted, and I remember it was like they voted on like who's the hottest girl in the house, and then everyone had like their vote of who they thought everyone voted for. And I remember Camilla won, and everyone was like, "Huh," like all the girls were like kind of stunned, and all the guys were like, "Yeah." I thought that was funny. It was a good way to create... I think that was Rivals 3, but... It, it may have been. They didn't have to dig anyone up, though. 
Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different one then. The, the Rivals 3 one is, is also pretty good. There's a lot of good trivia, though. So a, any trivia, pretty much, I'm in on. Yeah, like they could they could figure out ways to do trivia twice a season. I think like you need it at least once, but maybe have some sort of offshoot of trivia, something similar. This and it gives everyone basically a competitive advantage. Like there's no competitive competitive advantage, unless like you're an absolute moron, like uh, that girl from last season who thought that there was like 600 seconds in a minute. Oh yeah, uh, George's friend Nicole Bass. But literally the only things people knew about her was that she was George's friend and couldn't do math. I mean that's not even doing math. That's just not knowing things. <laughs> Yeah, true. It was yeah, having, last season's trivia was actually pretty bad, honestly. All the other trivia is pretty much pretty good. Yeah, well, they, I don't like it when they try to structure the trivia. It's too slow. It was slow, but they also had, like, if you got the question wrong, you got, like, fired up on the booster seat, which is, you know, conceptually really cool, but just more questions, the better. And, like, I didn't like that some people couldn't compete. Yeah, no, I, I didn't like how uh, segmented they kept it. I would have much preferred it if they just had... I mean, having a team's answer, that's probably too much. But maybe segment the teams into, like, pairs or groups of four and then have those groups answer the questions. There was ways around it that would have been way better than the way they did it. Yeah. And I don't know. There, there's something about the trivia challenge where you want to, you want to see everyone compete because you want to see, like, who's yeah. the biggest idiot of everybody. You want to, you want to see who's, who, you want to see who knows what and who doesn't know what out of everybody in the cast. And to just give like one competitor, like one question for each one or two competitors is just not a good idea. Yeah, like I need to know because it sticks with me that Kara thinks that Muhammad Ali's real name is Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a, there's been a you, lot you think of bad real name now. There's been a lot of bad answers. That is by far the worst one. That one has to be the worst. I mean, I'm sure there's other ones, too, that are terrible. But that, that one's really bad. So what are the best daily missions of all time? I got, I got some here for you. I'll throw out one. I've there got was, a few. It was either Inferno 1 or Inferno 2 that they set up these rooms that you had to oh, memorize. Inferno 2. You had to memorize everything that was in the room and then, like, try to recreate it back together. I really like that one. I thought it was okay. I, I, I didn't push it too much into either category here. Um, I would say I really like Doom Buggy from World of the Worlds 1 where they were like the tires being dragged behind the buggies across the sand and they had to like climb across them and then pull it out, pull out the thing so uh, the, the other competitor would go away. Um, I think Riot Act from Cutthroat was also really good. That was the one where they had the riot shields and the helmets on and they have to work with their teammates to push the other teammates off the little platform they were on and Derek goes like crazy going against three people uh what are those, the, those are two i'd bring up do you, do you remember the one i th- yeah, this could have been inferno one maybe it was it was ct's pal and they had to like shill wares to cruise people coming off of the boat oh, that was, yeah that was inferno one whoever yeah. sold the most ended up winning that one was great that one was such a can you imagine if they did that now how like just stunned the cast would be at what's going on well, the, what was the, what was CT's friend's name? Who was on the team? What was his name? Uh, David. So da- and David just instead of selling anything, he just took a nap. Yeah, he the just entire sat time. there. It was great. Yeah, that, that, that didn't. Do, that was not great for his political game. No, but uh, he had CT on his side, so that all worked out. Yeah. Trying it's to. Just, think- it's funny contrasting what's going on in those beginning few seasons compared to what's going on now. I actually like the missions from the other ones, especially like the team one. Like, I think that's why I like Inferno 2 so much. I liked a lot of the daily missions. There's some like real duds, but like the first one that they did is actually probably the best daily mission of all time. The like 
they were on the beach and they had like the Marines out. Uh, and oh, that the, just, the sergeant says, yeah, that just turned out to be like a, like it was, what was it? Landon and Abram versus the Miz and Derek. I think it was. The, or, no, no, it was uh, Landon was with the Miz. Landon and the Miz were the good guys team. Okay. Yeah. So then it was Abram with Derek. Like that, that was actually one of the most competitive ones of all time. And it looked so fucking hard. Yeah, that one is really hard. That's that's also one where I think they could bring it back now and have not have it seem too out of place. I just think they've progressed to a point in the show where when the cast members come on, they're expecting a certain thing. Like, can you imagine like Turbo trying to show like wonky knickknacks to cruise goers? I just can't see that really going well. Yeah, trying to sell a toaster to some tourists coming off of a cruise. <laughs> exactly. Some of that stuff was so weird too. Like, like you think it would just be you know, memorabilia type stuff, but they, they have like kitchen appliances. Yeah. It was awesome. So there's another one from that season too. Uh, well, there's the world, like one of the worst ones of all time, that one where like everyone's wearing a wetsuit. That one just makes no sense. But the one where they have to drive like the little mini motorcycle, uh, was fantastic solely because oh, Ju- yeah. Ju- Julie tried to play hero ball so and funny. just immediately tanked oh, it into I the water. Love- that one I might actually. If we're just talking about what happened in the mission, that one's pretty close to number one for me. Her, her, the look on her face when she is going down the little line before she falls off is just one of the best moments of the challenge of all time. I'm trying to think of like what's. I can't really think of any really good ones from the past few seasons that like stick out to me. They all seem like derivatives of old ones. Well, I think it's kind of hard to differentiate them. Like, I didn't have any problems with any of the newer ones, but it's kind of hard to separate them out since a lot of them are kind of similar. I think World of the Worlds 1 and Dirty 30 both had a lot of really good missions. What were some from... What, were, what was the one... I think it was the first episode of Bloodlines when they had to run up that sand hill the entire time. That one was Oh, that cool. one's just really funny. Yeah, but it was also super competitive, too. Yeah, no, it's got both, too. There's the, just some of the... That's just where we're really exposed how some of these people are just so out of their element. Because, like... Like, Candace Leroy's partner is, like, wearing the thing on her head and is, like, trying to crawl up the mound and just keeps falling down. Um, Brienne, Janice's partner, runs up the, the little mound and doesn't have a bucket with her, and then it's just, like, wondering what she should do. Yeah, well, and it's hard to differentiate some of the regular daily missions from, like, the supersized one. Like, the one on Battle of the Seasons, like, the midway point one, the one where Frank and Zach are just yelling at Sam the entire time. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, a, that's a really good mission. Like, it was so tough. It was, like, a mini-final. Yeah, that, that one was super tough. Um, also from World of the Worlds 1, that one where they were had to grab the tires and like run back and forth. Yeah, that one's not bad. Don't mind that one. I feel like, there, I feel like honestly, with a lot of the missions from newer seasons, they're all between like a B plus and an A minus, but they aren't maybe as memorable as some of the earlier seasons ones just because they aren't as wonky. Yeah, well, there is something to say about like the older season wonkiness of some. Like you got so many crappy ones that got mixed in. But you would find very like, hit or miss. Yeah, they're really hit or miss. But like some of the carnival game type atmosphere to some of them was just a lot more fun. I think in general, I'd prefer the newer missions format than the older missions format. I think, yeah, like, I think you get fewer duds now, like just not ones that make completely no sense. But I think there's a like I just think that there's a missing element of fun from this show that continues to get beat and beat out. And the return, uh, at least bringing in a lot of the UK people, have helped quell that a little bit because individually they just seem like way more fun than all the Americans. So it, you get a few laughs out of it again. But like some of the daily missions should be fun. Like and anyone should be able to win them at some points. I also think there's a, definitely a middle ground they can find between having them be walking and having them be, like, 
athletically competitive. Like, like look at like um, I forget what they called it, but like the one where they had to like roll up as a sausage and free agents and like roll through all the stuff. They, they can do st- stuff similar to that where it's funny and fun to watch, but it's also like athletically competitive. Yeah, so there's there's two that stick out like that. The one on Rivals for three where they ended up like naked at the end of it. So that one was pretty funny. That banana. Oh, that one that one is really good actually. Yeah, that, that bananas and Sarah ended up winning, and there was another one. I want to say it was on free agents. I just remember them rolling over tomatoes uh, in the desert. <laughs> I think that was the one I was talking about. Yeah, where they're the sausages and they have to like roll down until they get to the uh, bread at the end. Oh yeah, so, so yeah. there was one on Champs versus Stars that was very similar to that too. Oh so, yeah, that yeah that one too. It was Champs versus Pros, I think, because um, I just remember Sean Marion getting lost. Yeah, and CM Punk was in that one too, but. Though it's funny, like I'm kind of I didn't love the champs versus pros or champs versus stars season, but I really liked the eliminations and challenges on those ones. They reminded me of the old challenge. I like the first and the third season. The champs versus pros and the second champs versus stars both are really good. The first champs versus stars is just atrocious. Yeah, what's the one that had to on it? <laughs> that's that's the first champs versus stars. That one, there, there's a lot of like crazy stuff that happened because that's the to season. That's the um. Who was the dude West was friends with that Zach elbowed in the head? That was like a Little Romeo or something. He, he like hosts already the one now sometimes. Yeah, well, there was one where Little Romeo like got into a fight with someone, and then like the next scene, he has his bodyguards with him. Yeah, he has his bodyguard with him. Yeah, that, that, that was the one I was talking about. And then also, that's also the one where Camilla hits the producer with the golf cart. Yes, and then like you, we never see her on the challenge again. That was that honestly is one of the weirder moments in challenge history. I can't believe they showed so much of it, of her getting drunk, driving around in a golf cart, and almost killing someone. Well, they didn't show – like, she had already competed in the first mission, so I guess they couldn't um, pull a piggy and just write her off entirely. But, yeah, it was strange how much they showed of it. I guess they it, – it was nice they actually wanted to keep us informed because usually they just keep us in the dark on these things. Yeah. Like, remember when that Chris guy was on Vendetta's and uh, he just disappeared after the first mission? Was he even in the first? Like, I think they like cut him out. He of, was in the purge. He, he was in the purge. I, I don't even remember him being in the purge. I just thought they completely cut him out of the season. Uh, there are a few shots of him. You can see him. Um, like when they're when they have the opening cash shot, you can see him, and then he's actually helping Johnny reach the end. So you can see him in those two. But then yeah, he's just he's legitimately just gone. Like you don't even know what happens to him. Okay, funniest fights. Of all time. There's Here a, we go. This is a very clear winner. Number one, there's no dispute. That is Jenna versus her cousin over her dad being in jail and owning a bakery. Yeah, I actually, I think there's another one that's really close. The Knight and Jimmy catch-up fight on Rivals 2, I think, is also really close. That just seemed really mean. I don't know. It's, it's pretty funny if you go back and watch it. And Cookie is telling, like, Knight, you couldn't use mustard or relish or something. He's like, no, I didn't have relish. Yeah, so, that, that one's pretty funny. I, I guess so. So after that, what is it, like Camilla freaking out on cutthroat and throwing? Uh, yeah, the I have that one. Oh, that's on. I've had all the exes when she's screaming at Johnny. Okay, so it's that one. So yeah, that one's pretty funny. It was just with bananas both looking terrified and cracking up the entire time. <laughs> and her, her smashing the chair and then just walking into the pool like she's Jesus walking across water. Do we count? CT versus Adam King on Duel 2 as a funny no, fight, or is that just too think, violent? Because it is hysterical. I, think, I don't think you can. I mean, CT walking around, I'll, I'll beat anyone. I'll pep you a steak. Like, that entire thing is top-notch. Also, I mean, everybody's in Halloween costumes, all that thing is going on, too. 
Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and that, that's the whole thing where it's the first time that he sees DM since they broke up, and then he sleeps with Siobhan on the roof of the place, and then gets blackout drunk and gets into a fight, and then just goes insane. Yeah, no, that, that one's wild, too. And then also, one thing that people don't see on that one, too, is, so CT somehow, like, rips off whatever costume, or at least part of whatever costume Adam's wearing by the end of it, and then he's using it to, like, wipe blood off his face as he's getting pulled out by security. Yeah, that's, that's when he's telling everyone that he's going to pepper the steak. I'll fight anybody. And I, I believe him. He would fight anybody. At that point, yeah, CT would fight anybody, including, like, reunion hosts. Oh, does, does that count on Funniest Fights from the reunion? What, the, the Rivals 2, Johnny Mosley, CT, and Knight, and Frank? Yeah, any of those ones from Rivals 2. Is that, st- is that episode still available? Like, can you watch that online, or they, oh, yeah. they, they haven't scrubbed that from the internet? Well, I, I, I have a means where I can watch it, and I, I was watching it just a few days ago. It's, it's still outstanding. I, I, I was using, like, the one of those GIF creators, because there's, like, seven GIFable moments from that reunion. So if people don't remember, and the reason that all of the challenge reunions are so highly produced now, like they probably shoot those reunions for like eight hours and cut them into oh, an- forever. And- that cast looks so done by the end of the reunions. Yeah. And they like edit it into like, and the, reun- the reunions are so terrible. Like why they get like, <laughs> why was Nick Young one of the hosts last time? And oh, why he did- was, he- I got and- so mad about that. He was so bad. Why was he like, did he had, like two lines? Did they give him, like, did he just, like, show up with an ounce of weed and smoke it all, like, the moment before he went on? I, I think that's probably just him. If, like, if you, if, I mean, the dude, like, I was, I, I honestly wanted an NBA team to sign him so I could go to a game and, like, boo him every time he touched the ball. I mean, when, I mean, you're I a, was so mad about that. You're a Lay Wizards fan, so I assume that you could have just done that in person when he was on the team. Well, that was before he hosted the reunion, so I didn't realize how much he defamed with a, a product I enjoy so much. I, I was so mad about that. The, the fact that they like are bringing on just these jabronis who don't know anything is just very upsetting to me. It just seemed like the Miz made a lot of logical sense to me. Like, hey, you know half the people on the show. You used to be on the show. You're a big star. You're also good on TV. That makes sense to me. Even, like, Dolph Ziggler was fine on Final Reckoning. But I actually think Justina Valentina, I think she's okay, too. She she definitely had to carry the squad last time because Nick Young had, like, two lines they showed the entire time. Yeah, and she fits into the challenge world pretty well, like, just despite being on, was it Champs versus Stars or whatever it was. But, like, she's on the level of the challenge people, it seems. Like, Nick Young is an NBA champion who probably has, like, $40 million in the bank. NBA champion. Yeah. He, he, he played like eight minutes a game for that team. Whatever. He has a fucking ring. Do you? Well, no, but I, I could get a wing on that ring on that Warriors team doing what he did. Just breaking wide open three pointers. But do you got 40 million Playing in the bank? Terrible defense. Do, do you have 40 million in the bank? I mean, I could do just as good of a job hosting that reunion as he did. Listen, I, I listen, I would do a better job as a TV professional. I would be fine at it, but it, it just like Justina Valentina is like I don't know what her net worth is, but I can't imagine it's like more than Johnny Bananas. I don't know. I can't imagine it is either. I, I actually like her. She comes off very objective in the in her hosting duties too. She doesn't come off biased at all, even though she's interacted with a lot of the cast. Yeah, well, uh, she asks decent well, questions. Well, what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that I think she does fit in really well because she's on the same level as the cast. Like even the, it was yeah. the, it was the one thing about the Miz is like the Miz is clearly above all these people, so it's a bit weird. That's true. The, the way, which one? Um, I think it was War of the Worlds one where they borrowed him and Lolo Jones for some reason. I don't quite know what Lolo did on Champs versus Pros to indicate she should be hosting anything. 
But I actually thought she did an okay job. She was certainly better than Nick Young. Lolo Jones should just be on the challenge. She should. They need a, that's what, that chance versus pros cash. Those, uh, they could bring back basically any of those girls they had on the pros team, and they would be great on the challenge. Yeah, like, I don't know what Lolo Jones does now, but, like, she would smash on the challenge. I mean, she smashed on her season. Oh, yeah. And so did Louise Hazel, too, who was awesome. Yeah, and uh, Lindsay Jacobellis was also really good that season. Yeah, and she seems like, and the three of them seem like they continue to be friends with all the challenge people. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I know Louise still talks like Wes and Tori a lot, so I think she could come back on. For, uh, let's see, for so reunions. So who do you think is the worst overall reunion host, Mosley or Nick Young? It's Mosley because, okay, so the reason that they, they did the challenge reunion show live for Rivals 2. Everyone got boozed up before they came on. And then Knight just started yelling homophobic slurs at Frank. Uh, and then CT was sitting and there like, him. and punches him in the face. And Johnny Mosley just doesn't know what to do. And like, oh, it's so, it's it, just like, oh my God. So there's a fight, like, there's a fight going on during the reunion. You can give me sort of like the highlights of the best that happened, but like, he doesn't adapt to anything that's going on around no. him. He just looks at the prompter and reads coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> he asked if anybody still has questions for night as night is being dragged off stage by security. <laughs> he's like uh you know uh, he, he gives a thumbs up to frank like all right buddy good job um you know for getting punched in the face and not reacting that much um any, anything else for funniest fights like i can't remember oh what what about i don't know if it's funny because it was kind of terrifying but veronica versus julie when julie tried to kill veronica oh that wasn't even during the mission yeah that, that one you could throw in there I can't remember, and oh, no, there was one from that season, Inferno 1, when, I forget who it was, but Veronica I was... I think it was Veronica and Katie is when you're talking about, right? Yeah, when one yeah. was wearing a towel. Yeah, okay, so Veronica versus Katie at the end, like, everyone's just ragging on Katie the entire time. And then Katie makes fun of Veronica for having bad skin, and, like, she loses her mind, and then she's, like, standing there naked, yelling at Katie. That one's pretty off the charts. Um, does the Miz fighting himself on bat- the first battle of the seasons count? Yes, I think it does. Yeah, Mike versus the Miz is a pretty awesome one where he's just boozed out of his mind and is just completely losing it. There's also one where I think I think again it's Rivals One. Oh, what where, about like Bear? Oh, go go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say where they're all wrestling on the roof and like everyone's like kind of having a good time, and then CT starts taking it way too serious with Kenny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I know which one you're talking about. That one's okay. Uh, Rivals 1-2, what about the don't call me a guy tie fight uh, with Adam that gets him kicked out? I don't remember that. Oh! Oh, You definitely remember that. The first episode. The Adam Royer one. Adam Royer, yes. Not Adam King. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Adam King in my mind for a second. Oh, yeah. Anything that involves Adam Royer is, like, off the charts good. I mean, he's only on the show for, like, six minutes. I know, and he's great. They win the first. They win yeah. the first daily mission. At best, at best mission winning percentage of all time. Yeah, and then then we get that good guy Mike who comes onto the show. Yeah, and then it's funny because him and Nani were actually supposed to be ex's partners, but he uh, could not pass a psych test. Yeah, I imagine that he couldn't. I imagine like there was a while where a lot of the cast members said that they wouldn't come on if CT was going to be on that season. I imagine it's yeah. even worse for Adam Royer. Yeah, no, it ruins time specifically for CT. People are not have it, happy with having him on. Uh, what about just, like, almost anything Bear was involved in in World of the Worlds 1? Bear is just an excellent. But I don't feel like his his fights aren't real fights. 
I mean, sure, but a lot of these things are somewhat choreographed. Somewhat, but his seem like super choreographed. Like he's not necessarily yeah, the reactions that, that like he's just doing it to get reactions by being an idiot. Like him diving into the table when they're playing poker. Exactly. Like I would say from that season, like Hunter versus Turbo was far more like, ooh. That one was I don't think that was funny though. That one was more crazy. And that also completely telegraphs who the winner's going to be. Because Turbo like incites the fight and then everybody like all every single confession they show after that is, Oh, Hunter shouldn't be angering Turbo. Turbo's <laughs> gonna kill you. Yeah. Uh best real world cast for the challenge. I think it comes down to th- Three and maybe I'm missing some here. Vegas one. Okay, I interpreted this one differently. Vegas one, Vegas two, and Key West. I think were the three best like feeder seasons coming out of the challenge. I think Key West has to be number one in terms of real world. I thought you meant just like origin seasons overall. No, 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 not, not the best like physical season of the real world, but the best like no, no, the, the, yeah, the best like they came for they all came from this season. So Key West, you have bananas, Tyler, and Paula. That's pretty good. And you have Svetlana. Yeah, and Svetlana, well. too. But from Vegas 2, you have Nani, Leroy, the aforementioned, Adam Royer, Cook, who was awesome, uh, Dustin, who was pretty good for a while, Heather was all right. Like, there was no, like, elite person, but, like, pretty good across the board. Yeah, they're, they're really good, too. I thought you meant just any origin season. So I was thinking, like, Road Rules, um, Campus Crawl as well. Well, who was on – was that the one with, like, Derek – Abram, I forget. No, no, that that's um extreme. Um, campus call has like Darrell, Rachel, Shane. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, those are like the the headliners from that one. I mean, there's a lot of good origin casts. I mean, obviously, either of the um the first fresh meat cast is if we're including that, it's actually probably number one. It, it is, but that's a challenge season. I, I, that's why I kept yeah, that it, doesn't seem very fair. That, that's why I kept it to real world specific. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, let's see. I think the real world Sydney or real world Portland is another really good cast because you've got uh, Jordan, Marlon, Naya, Avery, Johnny, Johnny R- Riley. Johnny Riley, yeah. N- Anastasia. But it also has Jessica, who's like the worst. <laughs> ah, she's not on that much. She was on like four seasons, wasn't she? So she, let's see what she is. She's on, actually, I guess she is on four seasons because she's um, the one paired with Anastasia on Rivals too, right? Yeah. Because then she actually got that one. She's on Free Agents, Access 2. She's on Rival City for like two episodes with Johnny Riley. So Vegas won. There's only seven people on that season. And the people that they produced from it are all pretty good. Like Alton is an all-timer. Trishel is one of the most memorable people. And you had mentioned him earlier. Like original Frank, pretty good. Oh, yeah. He was really good. Also, uh, Arissa Hill, maybe one of the worst competitors of all time. I don't remember what season she was on. She was on Battle of the Sexes 2, and she was the girl the guys just kept around because she was so bad. I guess San Diego, with just because you have Frank and Zach, is pretty good. I mean, and actually, Kelsey's uh, decent TV just because she's insanely attractive, so she can come back on anytime she wants. Yeah, but now she's dating Carrie on Johnson, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. I know. Uh, she was dating Dario before, too. Yeah, true. But... What about the two, like, newer, not the new, new real worlds, but, like, X's and Skeletons? I feel like we got some decent people from X's. We got Corey, Jenna, Ashley Mitchell. I can't remember who else was on that season. Tony was on Skeletons. Um, I mean, that's also uh, your, your buddy Tom is also on that season. Oh, yeah, him and his girlfriend, who, like, they were a team at one point, weren't they? Oh, yeah, they were on X's, too. Um, skeletons, that's, where, that's like Tony, Nicole, Zanata, Sylvia. That's okay. All right. 
I, we've like gone. Tony's doing a lot of work there. We we went over. We did an entire show, and I'll throw this in the description as well as best overall seasons of all time. What did we end up with? I I think I had Rivals as number one and Duel as number two. Yeah, I had Duel as number one, and the people also had Duel as number one. Yeah, and I think I I had Rivals, Free Agents, and and the Duel as my top three, I believe. I thought you had Inferno 2 at number 3. Oh, yeah, that would make more sense, especially because I've been going on about how much I love Inferno mm-hmm. 2 on this show, that that would make a lot of sense. For me, yeah. at least. That I, was th- a, I think Free Agents is a little... That's another good daily elimination, too. One of the first ones that they do for the Life Shield, where they have to put the ladders up on whatever it was, and, like, climb up the ladders, take it off, climb up the ladders, build the bridge across the ladders, then go down. I thought that, was, that one was really good. Oh, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, that one's good. That's one they've actually kind of brought back sometimes. Um, kind of similar to the Laurel Ninja Elimination, actually. You don't have to go across anything, but to just turn to stick into pegs in. Yeah, not really. I mean, it's just, it's a moderately similar thing. That, that, that is like saying that is basically like saying that anything in any challenge where you have to climb something is exactly the same. No, but you have to stick the pegs in the holes, is what I was saying. And there's, a, there's a, a clip where I believe Dan can't find the whole uh, Akinta Ninja and Laurel in that elimination. There's also one in that season where they just drop money from the sky and whoever collects the most money wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of those early season missions are so weird. And there, there, was, the, there was the racing one where the, they basically just gave you a car to drag race and whoever could drag race the fastest one. That one was good. Yeah, and he had to stop before you knocked over those champagne glasses. Yeah, I think CT killed in that one, and he did it with a cig in his mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's a really good CT clip if you can find that one. Uh, best format, uh, I think we kind of nailed this one down, but I, or, do we agree, like, it's either Cutthroat or Free Agents? See, I really hate the Free Agents format. It's just too random. Why? Well, I feel like when people are getting picked to go into elimination, I want them to either be rewarded for competitive ability or political ability, not by ability to pick the right like, kill card. For me, oh. that, that, that just it eliminates so much of the game. And then there's no filtering going on either. Look at, if you look at who makes the free agents final, so many of those people were just pulling the right kill card. So Okay, so then let's say, well, Bananas won three eliminations on that season, right? No, he and Laurel did work that, that season. I'm not, I'm not talking about them. But, like, Johnny Riley doesn't even win that many missions. He just pulls the right kill card all the time. Okay, so cutthroat, and then let's say the duel or the duel two. I do like any elimination where you're safe if you win and then everyone else is on the board. I hate these tribunals. I think World of the Worlds ha- 1 had I, an outstanding uh, pair format. I hate tribunals. I hate all this shit. Whoever wins, you're safe. Whoever loses, you're in. And I like the fact that whoever loses, you can pick whoever the hell you want to face. I, I like the tribunal if you have to earn your way into it. I think in World of the Worlds 1, it was implemented well. I think in World of the Worlds 2, where it's just voting, it just gets too redundant. And, like, how, how they did the Troika and Vendettas was an abomination. Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah, it should be who your safety for the eliminations should be based off of how well you do in the missions. Like, there should be no other way around that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't like the free agents format. There's, it's just having it just be random is just not what I want in a show. Okay, so then how about the du- then the duel is the way to do it then? The duel is a decent format for an individual season. I kind of just don't like individual seasons that much. So I just think the way I don't like having two different games going on at once. I want there to be one game everybody's involved in. And with the individual seasons, you just have to have a, like a male game and a female game. 
I, I like that though because there. I mean, at least with free agents, there was there, there was crossover with that because the women voted for the guys and the guys voted for the girls. It was a good way. Yeah, to I mix don't them like together. that at all though. But it was a good way to mix it together. If, if you have problems with them separating, this is a way to make them all one thing. I think the duel does a better job of that because you have like the picking system. You have to align, and it can't just be like everybody piles on one person. But like if you go like the rivals too, and I love rivals too, but the guys team could just keep voting for the same girl team over and over again, just hoping they win. And they didn't have there was no like blowback. Yeah, I mean you have to like, you have to game the rules any way that you can. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't want the rules to be able to be gamed that easily though. Like on these ones, it's just one got one team or one person piling on somebody else and not really having an incentive to ever change. Okay, I, I wrote down two more categories I didn't prep you for, so I want you off the top of your head here. Craziest person. Okay. Oh wow. I mean, Abram, I think it's Abram. Is it Abram or CT? I mean, Abram gave himself face tattoos. Yeah, he also smeared shit on the side of a prison cell one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty crazy. He seems like a pretty, like, normal dude now. I mean, sure, but, like, anybody can put on that front. Or maybe he was just playing it up for the show. Who knows? Well, like, people think, like, Tim is normal. Like, I don't think Abram was playing it up for the show. We just said he got a DUI and then, like, smearing stuff all over his jail cell. Uh, it's not for the show. I don't know if he ended up – did he get a DUI? Is that why he was in the cell? I think that's – I'm pretty sure that's why he was in the cell. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was something more nefarious. I mean, uh, or, 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 or something it, less nefarious. I don't know. But I mean, I, 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 wouldn't like, be, I wouldn't be just out here throwing around accusations of the guy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a DUI, but I, I could definitely be wrong. I don't. I again, I of all people, I do not want to incite Abram. Um, if you listen to his Challenge Mania interview uh, that he did with Derek and Scott, it's it's pretty wild. Is there any other contenders besides CT and Abram? Turbo. Uh, there's definitely got to be other. Turbo is just so. I don't want to call him crazy though. I just think he's just a. He's just different. What about, I guess, what about Katie Doyle? She had some moments. She's pretty crazy. I think Katie, Katie could definitely throw in there. Um, she definitely had her, her scenes. I mean, Camilla, honestly, Camilla probably yeah. has to be up there. Yeah, Camilla's definitely up there. Um, Smashley. She seems like she's not on the sauce anymore. And then when she's not boo, she seems like... Yeah, she was really quiet last season. Like, it's, like it seems like, because, I mean, her her... We've had, we've seen it on the challenge her be like somewhat out of control, but like her four episodes on the real world were some of the craziest things of all time. I mean, if you go back and rewatch her on Rivals Three, she's pretty off the rails. On Rivals Three, who was her partner on Rivals Three? She was partnered with Corey, but she was um, and her she was dating uh, Jamie at first, Kara's cousin, who oh, was yeah. paired with Kellyanne, and then remember, remember like. He, she thinks she sees Jamie making out with Nicole, Nani's cousin, and then she's, like, freaking out in the bathroom and is screaming at Nicole when she tries to walk in. Yes, okay, I do remember that. But all of her, like, overall craziness seems to be completely booze-related, that when she's sober, she seems fine. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of the cast, though. So. I don't know. Like, Abram just seems like a crazy person. So, does, so did yeah, CT that's why, for yeah, that's a why he's time. number one. Yeah. And even Camilla seems like she's just kind of off the rails at all times. I feel like Camilla's usually when she was boozed where she really got crazy, right? Maybe. I guess that's why they... I think she just boozed a lot. What about Tony's brother? 
Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Shane, he, he, I mean, his fight on Dirty 30 with Simone is one of the wilder things that really never really gets talked about. And what about his fight with Tony on their season? With Tony on the first episode of Bloodlines, yeah. yeah. Dude, the first two episodes of Bloodlines are actually, like, really, really good. And then the rest of the season is absolutely god-awful. Yeah, uh, the, rest, the rest of the season is really not good. But, I mean, you've got the Tony versus his brother fight, and then you've got the mission where they run up to, like, the mound. And the second episode, you've got Jenna fighting her cousin, and then um, the mission where they have to, like, eat the bugs and stuff. Last one. Best cast of all time. Ooh. Gotta, I think it's Rivals 1. I know. The back end of Rivals 1 doesn't hold up. Or The Duel. I think the duel the duel has a more fleshed out cast, I think, than Rivals One. Well the the duel the duel really lucked out because the shitty back end of their cast over time became the best people on the show. Like you had bananas, Tyler, and Paula all go out in the first three episodes after Tina eliminated herself for punching Beth. But like all those are real people. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying, hundred percent. Um like if you look at like the back end of the Rivals One cast, you've got like Caitlin or Ty. I like I like Ty. Ty was always a welcome addition to the show. Yeah, I, I can do without Ty. He was good for creating drama that made no sense. Like I think the Rivals Two cast is pretty much just as good as the Rivals One cast. What about the first X's cast? No, I don't like the first. Well, the first X's cast. When you look at the names, it's good, but I don't like them on that season. I, I don't think they, they, we're not we're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the people that are on the season. Best cast. Who's the best cast? Because the best cast wouldn't just have the best people on it. If we did it that way, we'd have to go back and it would almost go by who, what was the best season. Well, that was the best cast because it was the best season. I think there's other things going on with that season, but I can see where you're coming from. I don't. I'm not huge, as huge on the Battle of the X's cast. I think some of the, the female side specifically doesn't hold up that well. Let's see. Yeah, Naomi and Leroy. Naomi and Leroy were on that cast? Dustin and Heather, yeah. Mandy and Wes, Sarah and Vinny, Priscilla and Nate from Real World San Diego. They they might be the worst team in the history of the challenge. Oh, yeah. Nate underrated one of the worst male competitors of all time. His performance in that mission is just an abomination. Well, it's funny that those were the two people from San Diego that they put up. I don't even remember yeah, them like, dating. I don't even remember them dating on Real World. How do you not bring on Zach and Ashley as your ex's uh, pair? Yeah, or Frank and just throw them together with anyone. Throw them with Nate. Well, Frank, there was a girl on that cast that Frank had a thing with, didn't he? Yeah, there was one girl from that cast that you never see. It. She was, I mean, maybe I'm thinking of the Portland cast, but I think her name was like Alexandria something. Something, yeah, something like that. She played guitar. Yeah, I, I, they, oh, I, I, like, like we said, oh, that, that was easily the worst pair they could have brought on from that cast. Let's see here. Real World San Diego. San Diego. I think it was Alex- Alexandra. Is that who we're talking about? That, that's what I thought her name was. Yeah, I think her and Frank had something. I know Frank had something with uh, one of the girls on that cast. Let's see. San... I even think, honestly, like th- these past two seasons have had really good cast. Yeah, they're okay. I think they're, per- I think they're pretty well-rounded, honestly. I mean, if you're going to talk about like the back end and how they're shitty, like there's been some pretty shitty people on the last two seasons. I don't think the back end of the, these past two casts have been that bad. Yeah, Shailene. The War of the Worlds one cast more than the War of the Worlds two cast. You, you, you had, Shailene, yeah. your, your girl Shailene is pretty good. Shailene, at least she doesn't like soak up camera time from other people. What do you think the worst real world cast to ever come in? It has to be, I want to guess, St. Thomas. 
St. Thomas is pretty bad. I mean, at least Marie's had her moments. Marie sucks, um, though. I, I, her, Marie's entire thing is that how bad she is at everything. Are we talking about competitively or are we talking about his characters? I mean, both. Like, Marie actually is very good at confessionals. That's kind of it. But you had Brandon yeah. Swift, who was horrible. LaToya, who was horrible. Laura and Trey, who were both horrible. That Rob guy, who was like, okay, I guess. And then Marie. Like, if Marie is the standout from your season, uh, it's a real rough go. What about, like, the real world Hollywood cast? Didn't that one have Britney on that it? One... Yeah, it has Britney. But, like, there's nobody else. Like Kimberly, like Nick Brown is also from that cast. Kimberly was the one who dated Dunbar, wasn't she? Yeah, she was the one who had the thing with Dunbar. Let's see, real world DC. We only, it feels like we only ever got Emily and Ty from that entire season. Um, yeah, that was, that, that was, that was only it for that season. There did wasn't you, anybody else. Did you watch those real worlds, like the last like 10 real worlds, or were you just like, I'm into the challenge? I mean, I've always been way more into the challenge than anything else on MTV. I- I've gone back and done some scouting, or I've just been curious where people have come from, more so than actually going back and rewatching the whole season. So of all the ones that you've watched, like, do you remember which ones you enjoyed the best? Because I remember watching Real World Vegas in real time, and it was amazing. The second one or the first one? The second one. Second one? Yeah, I, I watched a lot of that season. That season was really good. I think I'm trying came, to think what else I think I that really came liked. on in, like, 2009, I want to say. It was the way, I think maybe it was a little bit later because that was right before Battle of the Season. It was right before that. Yeah, that was right before that. Um, so I think it. Well, it was right before actually. It was after maybe Brooklyn. I'm getting that wrong. Yeah, it was. I think it was decent bit after. I'm looking at it now. Actually, it was 2011. Was that season? The 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 real world Sydney cast is kind of weird. Kahuta, Dunbar, Isaac, Kellyanne, and Siobhan, one. and Siobhan. That's a really weird one. They were supposed to be a team on Battle of the Seasons. I think it was going to be like Isaac, Dunbar, um, Kellyanne, and I don't know, one of the, I think it was like Aiea was the the fourth player. Uh, But then some chicanery supposedly happened with Isaac and they were not allowed on. I just remember they couldn't get, like, it was something to do with passports and they, like, couldn't leave the country or something. Yeah. That's that's why the fresh meat cast just, like, shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. All right. That'll do it. On the Pat Mayo Experience, Rob, pimp your show. Yeah, if you go to uh, whatever your favorite podcast player is and search the Challenge Chronicles, currently we're recapping the duel, and we'll have a few more episodes out coming soon. All right, you can find our best of seasons where we really do a deep dive in that, along with the sign-up to the Fantasy Challenge Total Madness Free Fantasy League in the description of this video and podcast. Remember to give it a like on the way out and get into those draws for 120 DraftKings dollars. That'll do it. Spread around the show. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.